Hey, what up? This is your boy, Blurred Vision. And your girl, Mixed Girl Man. From Blurred Comics. And we have known each other since we were kids, and we've been talking about comics and mixedness for as long as we can remember. And we decided one day we were funny enough to put together a podcast. You know, because, I mean, we, we needed to put our voices out there, have it heard. And I think the best place that we came to, to to figure it all out was with Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It gives you everything you need in one place for free, and you can use it right from your phone or computer. It has the creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds super good. I mean, they'll even distribute the podcast for you. So you can be heard on Spotify, Google Play, Apple, Stitcher. All, all, the, all of them. All I mean, of them. you know, what's really good is that you can actually even make a little bit of dough. <laughs> all you got to do is download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started and tell them Blurred Comics sent you. Yeah, let them know. This is a Main Hustle Media Podcast. Welcome to Blurred Comics, the podcast about blackness and blur shit from a couple of mixed black blurs. This is your girl, Charmaine, a.k.a. Mixed Girl Maine. And if you listened last week, you know that today's episode is a part two from a prolonged conversation that we had, Blurred Vision, myself, and our special guest, Stephanie, from the Mocha Minutes podcast, uh, had about the Watchmen TV show and the season finale of The Good Place. Uh, Also, if you've been following any of my other shows, you know I recently damaged my laptop, and it is uh, irreparably damaged. So I am going to be saving up to replace my system with a new system. In the meantime, I'm working on this very old 2010 iMac to produce the shows. It is slower. It takes longer. It's a little bit noisier. The quality is different, which I think you can hear in our current episode. Plus, there's a very loud helicopter flying above my head right now. So that means that we are going to be changing our schedule temporarily until I can get my system back on track and my work schedule and all that kind of stuff. So Starting next week, we are going to be alternating Militantly Mixed and Blurred Comics episodes, so only one of the other will air each week. This week it is Blurred Comics, next week it is Militantly Mixed, the week after that Blurred Comics, and so on, until I am able to straighten out that situation. Uh, We do have a fundraiser going on to support that replacement of the computer. If you go to paypal.me slash militantly mixed and you can drop some money in there and that will all go towards the purchase of a new system. And um, yeah, so that's it. That's what's going on. Uh, without further ado. Oh, wait, before I say that, I do say this at the end of this episode, I believe, but uh, just in case, Blood Vision and I will be at the Black Nerd Expo at the Miracosta College in Oceanside, California on Saturday, February 29th. We will be podcasting, not live, but live and in person. Uh, So we'll be interviewing content creators and other people that are at the Black Nerd Expo. So if you're going to be in the San Diego or Oceanside area on February 29th, please come down to the Black Nerd Expo and check us out. We'll have some swag available, things like that. And we'll be recording our podcast. We are going to try to do a Facebook Live if we can or an IG Live. Um, I don't know what the Wi-Fi situation is going to be when we get there. So hopefully we'll be able to do that. If not, you'll just hear future 
episodes, we'll talk about our experience at the Black Nerd Expo, and we will share whatever interviews we catch while we are there. Okay, I think that's it. <laughs> so without further ado, please welcome back Stephanie from the Mocha Minutes podcast as we talk about Below the Fold, There is a Good Damn Place. about the good place because i don't think we've talked about it at all and um this is not going to be a moment that i can necessarily share with um with blur vision although we do share the the other flip of it is my one of my favorite things about good place is the surprisingly jacked philosophy professor (laughs) yeah that they call okay can we talk about this can we talk about chidi because i don't get it but then I saw him in a Super Bowl commercial, and I was like, mm, is someone that you're just like, let's jump all over Cheaty. But every time Eleanor talks about his surpri- being surprisingly jacked, I, it always made me laugh. Like, it was just so funny because he's a he's a philosopher. Like, I'm married to a philosophy professor. You don't expect philosophers to be jacked, you know? So it's kind of, it's just something like that. It was funny. Seeing I always him in wanted real to life, ask. I like him better in real life than I like him on the show. Yeah, with the hair and and yeah. uh, beard and all that. Yeah. Oh. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry. It, I was just like, I don't get it because everyone's like, Chidi is so hot. And I'm like, is he? And then I saw him with his shirt off, and I was like, ooh. Yeah, he he came. And then in the too. commercial with the face, it's the facial hair. He looks so much better with facial hair. He's so hot with facial hair. Like, A beard, man. Sign me up for beards. That it it it's it does something for some fun. Dang, like, fun. <laughs> um, I will say that uh, Kristen Bell is uh, she's in my top five white woman list. Oh. Uh, not for like fucking, but for like I just enjoy. Her. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize you had different white women lists. <laughs> well, I don't, have, lists. I don't have a white women fucking list. I, okay. I I just like like there's some white women who I really enjoy and Chris and, and Bell's want to enjoy them. Yeah, because they're like they're funny. They seem to be aware of their whiteness and like not being a problem as much as they can be, you know, like um I think Chris and Bell is, is that person. And her Eleanor character is just the perfect kind of trash. Like, she's so funny to me on that show. So I love her on right. the show. But then, like, Kristen Bell, separate from the show, I um, I enjoy her. So I'm, like, I'm enthusiastic about anything that she does, usually. Um, but she's so funny on the show. Like, that, how often she compliments herself in this, like, backhanded kind of way. The legit- Yeah, like, where she's like... You know, I'm a legit, I'm a legit, legit steam. What does she call herself? She calls herself a legit snack. She calls herself a smoke show. She calls yes. herself, like all kind of shit like that. Um, she's yeah, she's great. She's fucking funny as shit. <laughs> I love the chemistry of pretty much everybody on the show. The only outlier for me is Jamila. Like, oh boy, what's up? Her real life gets in the way. I think so. I like her because I, I I think why why I like her is that she doesn't um run away from her fuck up. She's like, oh, I fucked up. I'm going to tell you guys how I fucked up. So yeah. that's why I really like her. But I think it's really interesting the whole yeah fuck her forever for one thing, and she actually gives the apology that we ask dudes who fuck up to div yeah. and they don't, and it's kind of like oh we just give them a whole bunch of chances. But Jamila Jamil is like fuck her forever, and I'm like. 
So she's not as bad as y'all think. She like she makes the body positive thing about her. I'm like, she actually doesn't. Y'all make it about her yeah. because she's not all that big. She's like, I know, and I'm just gonna keep using my position to talk about body body positivity. I'm like, I right. shouldn't be the face, and I'm not the face, but y'all make me the face, which is true. Yeah. And I'm I mean, like, that's not fair, all on her though. Although she is shapely, she is. She is bigger than the average walking around movie right. star or TV star. Like she's, she's twice. Like she's like an eight in the in a sea of twos. Right, like proportionally, right. but like, and and I appreciate her coming out afterwards and being like, "Yeah, um, I'm on this team, body positivity, but I'm not." Like, don't make me be the picture of it because then you're gonna yeah. force everybody into that version. Like, if you're a bigger woman, this is the mm-hmm. way you're allowed to be big. Um, yeah, it's like I don't know. Well, the thing is, like, I don't just like her. I like her. I think she's. I think she's. Uh, I like that she's using her platform the way you know as much as she can and stuff like that. She just isn't my favorite character on the show. Like, she's not the one that adds the most to my life. Or oh, you know. Jason's my favorite character. Jason's and- fucking. Larry. And Manny is super fine. It's like, oh, he's so fine. <laughs> um, I think I think he's really really funny. I mean, I Ted Danson. Listen, he's another one. Like, he got some shit in his past. Are you kidding me? It's like we. It's like we're kind of ignoring the whole blackface thing. Right? So like, it's like right. we ever act like it just didn't right. happen. And I'm like, you know, you know who his and, girlfriend was at the time, y'all. The A lot of people time. don't know that either. Right. right. So like he's got some shit in his past. Mm-hmm. Also, if you Tree and I rewatched Cheers, uh, we tried to rewatch it over several years, and like, <laughs> uh, finally got to a point where we were like, let's just push on through. And I was miserable for most of it. And let me tell you how frustrated right. it is to for something that is so beloved, Cheers and the Sam and Diana, Diane relationship. If you watch it now with the 2019 2020 lenses, mm-hmm. oh my gosh like he slaps her he is ruthlessly horrible to her all the time she always goes back she goes to a mental institution because he breaks up with her she goes to a nunnery because he breaks up with her it is this constant cycle of this abusive like verbally abusive one time physically abusive a lot of shaking and stuff like that but only one physical smack and people Mm -hmm. keep heralding this as like this amazing relationship and something to aspire to when the show is trash like yeah it's got some funny characters and there's some things that are like really memorable or whatever moments but that's, that show was fucking like I, I got to a point where I just finally got said I fucking cannot stand I can't keep watching Good Place and think about Ted Danson because right. his character <laughs> his character in Cheers is pissing me off like is horrible so there's this sort of like the willingness I mean I know everybody needs a paycheck but like the willingness to play a character like that and not publicly talk about how problematic Sam is kind of bothers me and maybe i'm asking a lot for a character he played back you know 30 years ago but like at some point someone's got to say y'all know you shouldn't have the hots for sam right like (laughs) like i need someone to say that and um and so like you see him as michael and i love michael michael as a character is hilarious he's adorable he's charming blah 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 blah. all the stuff that ted dancing can pull off which is part of the problem you know (laughs) in this show he was a literal demon who was charming as fuck in cheers he was not a literal demon but a demon (laughs) you know in a relationship and charming as fuck and people were ignoring it and then yeah of course his his personal life for a long period of time was kind of fucked up and then you know then he got with uh mary steenburgen and she wasn't playing for any of that shit and i guess got him straightened out or something i don't know but i like mary steenburgen just putting that out there though I mean, she kept it tight. <laughs> but um, no, I know it's 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 one of those things where I mean, but I, it's do we? And I was going to ask you guys this: is that do we, as our people, or just us, do we need to? How do I fucking put this in a <laughs> question? It's because sometimes we have this purity test type of thing. Where, you know, if they did some shit, we have to look at it as 
at the lens of that time as well as the lens of right now because obviously there were some writers that they did some they did some weird shit back in the day you know what i'm saying like jeffersons and shit and where you used to say you know i mean look at fucking uh, all in the family they just brought that shit back to to do the you know yeah do that show or whatever it was racist as fuck racist as fuck and you know, like how do we how do we go about? I mean, Jeffersons was racist. They did a whole bunch, not racist, but it was like they did it the opposite way because they had him. Got away you know with saying? saying honky on TV a whole bunch, right? You exactly. Don't hear honky anymore. Right. So I mean, it's it's one of those things where like, do we? How do we get through the positive? You know, how do we get past the bad shit that they used to do, and I'll be okay with them now. You know what I mean, uh, and 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 also side note was that something that you had to do when you're in Boston, just fucking watch Cheers, <laughs> because, because that was just some shit. Because it was local. Yeah, um, if, if, if they asked you a question, you better be ready for that shit. Better be ready for Cheers. Um, I mean, no. <laughs> <I> just, uh, <laughs> she said no. Hey, somebody. Hey, she got something signed somewhere. That's <laughs> she had to do that shit. Sometimes you I mean, like, I, I was so resistant to my Boston lifestyle. Like, it's such a mm-hmm. racist fucking city that, like, right. um, yeah. I mean, I stopped by Cheers. Of course, the the exterior of Cheers is is that there in Boston. When you go inside, it's not the same place or whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, I did that or whatever. That was before I knew how problematic the show was. But like, yeah, I was I was never like team Boston, you know, I wasn't pocket my car and all that kind of shit. I, I was, I re, I maintain Long Beach. <laughs> when yeah, I was in yeah, yeah. I mean, you, were, you know, you try, yeah, hey, I gotta watch some shit on TV. Hold on, I gotta watch something. Keep my shit right. <laughs> uh, but Stephanie, what do you think of, what do you think of that question? About <laughs> seeing it through the lens of the time period that shit came, comes out in. Uh... Hmm. Let me just say this. It's a lot of shows that have not aged well. Right. right. And you just rewatch it going, I used to love this shit. Like, 30 Rock is fucking me up right now. What's fucking you up? 30 Rock. 30 Rock? Yeah. Really? I haven't, I haven't gone back to watch it. You know what has not fucked me up on the rewatch? The Office. It's a good Oh, I, I hate The American Office. I watch it, but it just, ugh. I love the American office and it Fuck has Jim. not fucked me up on the rewalk because it was offensive then. So it's offensive now. So it's like, right. you know, it's true. If, if, if anything's going to hold up in terms of its offense, because that's a premise of it. Yes. Right. But people need to stop shipping Jim and fucking Pam. Cause the, both those motherfuckers are problematic as fuck. I hate them. Right. right. Um, I only need to like Daryl. Yeah, just Daryl, pretty much. Daryl and Stanley. <laughs> I fucking love my favorite office moment. Uh, side side note, my favorite office moment is when they merge the two chapters and that other black dude comes in and he looks over at Stanley and gives him a little fist pump and Stanley just rolls his eyes at him and looks away. Yeah, man. That's, <laughs> that's you. Man. I am that curmudgeon. <laughs> oh my god! I need to know you before we are teammates, motherfucker. Yeah. You can't assume. Nope. I know of a black person. Hey, right. no, that's true. Okay. <laughs> to be fair, another black person right off the jump. Yes, but I also really respect a curmudgeon game, and it's really hard for me to like decide in a moment like. Am I? Is the best part of this that we're both black, or is the best part of this that a curmudgeon just delivered? Right. <laughs> I really enjoyed when they brought on Daryl as a regular um, cast member because he was there. Like it was like he was like there, like specs here and there. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. And then they brought him on because Craig Robinson is very, very funny. But uh, um, yeah, Creed is like my go-to. Mm-hmm. Just, I love him so much. Because you never know what the hilarious. He just says some uh, weird shit. You never know what he's going to say. It's like, God damn it. Okay. My favorite is that they never they never explain anything or give us a callback or anything. uh -uh. Just like what he said is what he said. Right. It is what it is. And I I I live for Michael's offensive actions and his sayings and just him being offensive. He is freaking hilarious. That is because. I was on the train. 
I was on the train of Steve Carell can get it before all this. Everybody's like caught up now. And I'm sitting here like, did y'all watch Crazy Stupid Love? Because I was like, yep, he can lick the cooch. I was so confused by Steve Carell as a zaddy. I don't get it. Let me tell you, he is so fine. It's like, and he looks better now. Like in the 40-year-old version was like, oh, he's adorable. And then when he was an anchorman, I was like, I don't know. And then Crazy Stupid Love, I was like, then all of a sudden he started going gray and got a mustache and put some glasses on. I was like, yep, mm. you could lick the gooch and the cooch. I will. <laughs> Both of them. <laughs> but in the Did correct order. Because safety yeah, gooch yeah, yes. and uh, gooch. Uh, I, I'll give you that he is, he's aged well, you know, but I, what I don't understand is where is the hot? Um, excuse me, I don't understand Chidi's hot, so, you know, good luck, everybody. Yeah, I don't either. I'm, I'm saying he's, yeah, better in person than on the show. Yeah, but William like, Jackson Harper is super fine, but Chidi, I'm like, I don't understand where y'all getting this from. I also kind of like that, though, like, Chidi is its own thing separate from WHJ. Well, you know what? It's the opposite effect for um Brendan Fraser. Because, wow. like... So Brendan Fraser in The Mummy, I, I'm sorry, I it, it, it fucks me up every time I think about it. So Brendan Fraser in The Mummy, super hot. Yeah. Brendan, you know, Brendan Fraser on the red carpet, like, seriously, who the fuck is that guy? He's a goober. It was like, and he's, he's all a- pale, and he's not beautiful. I'm like, do they put a whole face on? I'm like, what kind of... Because they tanned him up and put makeup on him for The fuck. Mummy. Um, uh, apparently, but I'm sitting here like... Seriously, he's not hot at all. And he's goofy. And he looks like he doesn't give good strokes. But in the movie, it looks like he <laughs> <laughs> your balls. But then on the red carpet, it's like, ew. He's a different kind of, like, okay, so I love a goofy dude. Like, we, you, Stephanie, you and I have talked about Ryan Reynolds. We, like, I mean, yeah, he had some abdomen. That would but... be fun for a weekend, but like uh, the rest of my life, it's like, oh, shut the fuck up. See, I live with that though. I have that goofy dude in my house. That's like, fun. I like a goofy dude. I'm all for a goofy dude. I that was the really hard part of having to let Tay Diggs go because once he started talking more, oh my gosh, he became what he became. But up until then, when he was just a goofy dude, oh my goodness, all day, all day. But I had to let that go because he started talking too much. Um, but like. Brendan Fraser doesn't read to me as the kind of goofy dude that turns into attractive. Like there's some goofiness that is super attractive to me, and he he I, he doesn't have that. He's goofy, but he's a goober. Like he yeah he he it's like you you can't just you can't dress it up you can't dress it up for it to That's be. That's why I like Kristen Bale because she's a lady goober. She's a lady goofy. She's goofy as shit, but and totally unapologetic about it, which is what I love. Is that she's not like I'm hot, I can't be goofy. Right. She's goofy and hot, and and making sure you know she's both. That's what I think is really um, funny about her. I dig, I dig on her. Um, I'd fuck Janet though. She had a hey. She had them nice uh, when she was bad. Janet. She had a nice little ass and them uh, black pants. <laughs> I'm just saying. He's always mentioning that he she could get it too. For him. <laughs> I'm sorry, Jason could get it. Ooh, for him. I'm just saying. Look, I'm just hey, you know. He is so fine. I'm like, come here. I just want to lick your face. <laughs> <laughs> I love, okay, Stephanie is I. This is this is a love letter to Stephanie. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking enjoy Stephanie more than like most people. Like in the so I don't know how long it's been that we've known each other, maybe about like a year and a half or so, and we've never <laughs> met in person, but we talk pretty regularly. And you are just like one of my fucking most favorite people. Like if I Aww. see because you're one of my favorited, so like you pop up on a notification <laughs> just because like like stuck or alert. I'm like, I gotta see what Stephanie's gonna say, so I need Look. you to ping. So you ping. Like, I don't have a whole bunch of <laughs> you ping because I just wanna see, like, whose thighs are we exp- inspecting today? I'm just yeah. over. And, like, Let me even- tell you Wait, time out. Can we talk about LeBron James's thighs? Because I don't think we appreciate them enough. I did not. And he always wears short shorts. I'm like, damn. 
down. Listen, it's what he's been fried before, and then fried meats. I'm like, oh, yum. Doing that post, so Javia posted the thing, and Javia, I mean, Black Radical Queer, her deal is out there. She retweeted that video, and she was like, "This video makes me feel a way I'm to deal with." (laughs) <laughs> so I text my favorite thigh meat inspector because I was like, well, what, what we feeling about this? Um, um, I knew them thigh meats. I was like, hey, hey, you know what? Listen, hey, listen, listen, I had to pause it and be like, in my, my glasses, I have to switch between glasses now because I'm old as shit. And I'm like, is that <laughs> what I think it is? Or is that Woo! not? Because I could not reconcile those thighs with LeBron. Mm. I don't know what it is. I'm like, I don't know why I didn't notice, but I don't watch the sporty hoops. So I don't watch the shooty hoops all the time. But LeBron James is so fine. And then fat me, it's because he's so tall. That's it. But it's well, like, could you imagine if he was shorter? They'd be all proportional, Ooh. though, because a lot of tall guys, you know, it, it they might have the chicken legs. Yeah, tall, skinny guys. They tall and skinny, but they, you know, they give good dick. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why they try so hard. I'm just like, I'm very confused. But it's like, okay. Anyways, if you don't figure it out by now, the reason why I love Stephanie is the whole thing she does it. Because she puts it all on and it's my favorite thing. And there's so many times when I don't get it, like when she's talking about Chris Evans or whatever, I don't get it, but I'm here for the journey. Don't talk about right, right. Evans, okay? That is Christopher Jamaica. That Jamaica. Is, he is the top two Chris, and he's not number two. Who's number who's um Who's the second... Oh, it's Hemsworth. Probably oh. half, and he knows goddamn well why he's last. He know what he did. He uh, know what he did. <laughs> See, like he's he's what he is. He's that's why he's so low. But also when people oh, he's fucking him Star Lord. Life, Fuck Star Lord. He fucked up the universe. Fuck Star Lord. Okay. <laughs> Fuck him. It's almost like everybody realized we cooled on him, so they decided we better write this in that he does some fucked up shit in in uh endgame. Or in uh, Infinity War, so that we can hate him in the movie too. Yeah, I think I think that's what they had to do. And, but yes, I, I absolutely adore um, Stephanie, which is why I'm so glad to have you here. Well, can we talk about the finale? What did yes. you think? I feel as though the way that they built up the whole show and the way that you know how it was, I feel as though that was really the only way to go. Mm. In a sense that we couldn't just have them sitting in the new bad place now and call it a day. Because right now we would be like, oh, shit, you know, what if they, you know, they could come back or you just a thought like they have eternity. They could always fucking do a re, you know, I felt as though it dealt with them becoming good people and them being a part of a group. And helping each other through things. And then at some point, you know, I've, you know, I feel as though I've done my shit. I've done it all. You know, I'm good. I am now ready to be a part of the, you know, the end part of it, you know. And I I felt as though, I mean, because I I watched that show Six Feet Under. Mm, That was one of of the best finales ever because... It literally went through each character's because at the starting of the show, it would show that you, you know, the way that person died for that show. So mm-hmm. I felt as though the only way they could do it was literally go through each person's death and show how in the future they were at a wedding, dude got a heart attack or whatever the fuck, because that's how the show was. And I felt as though in a show that kind of put religion and the afterlife on its head, I feel as though that was amazing how it was like. You know what? I've done what I what I wanted to do. I've, you know, and I still have I could still be here forever, but I feel as though it is my time to be one with the uniform verse and then it'll come back full circle. I felt though she should have waited until Michael came back as a human. Like that would have been cool. But and then they all go off together, but obviously, you know, everybody was going to do that shit at their own time and get there at their own you know, I, I wish it had more Jason in it because he's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it, it was it was a good it was a good thing because it dealt with death and dying, even if they're already dead. Because it was like she denied it, she didn't want him to leave. It was being selfish. She went through the whole thing and she was like, Look, I okay, fine, I'm I'm with it. 
And it was like they all dealt with it. You know what I mean? She had him back and she wanted to be eternity with him. Yeah. And then he was like, you know what? I've, you know, I think it's my time, you know? And in life, I wish we all had that where we know it is our time and we can mm-hmm. go at our own terms. And she was like, well, you remember that time? That, and he was like, look, I can do that. And she said, you could probably do that for a long time. It's just, you know, being here just for me. But if if it's your term, on your terms and it's your time, then you can, you know, you can go and I have to deal with that. And she did, you know. Yeah. So, okay, I have a question. Um, I think for me, one, I had to go back and watch the Jeremy Baramy episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. because at first I was like what the heck are they saying I'm like wait I'm like oh I'm like I had to go back and watch I'm like oh the time and how it's described Jeremy right. Baramy yeah it's not it's not years yeah it's like it looks yeah. like Jeremy Baramy written in cursive <laughs> I'm like that is hilarious to think of that was good yeah I was like oh, okay so then uh, honestly the way it ended I didn't think well I guess I'm not surprised that why am I blanking on Tahani? I'm. I guess I shouldn't have been surprised that she was the one to stay and not just walk through the door. I was like, because she really didn't. It was like she had no reason to leave per se. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was like, oh, because I'm like, okay, and maybe I missed this because I think it was on the earlier episode. What happens when they go through the door? Do they just disappear, or what happens? That was yeah, because that- I guess. That's they, the inconclusive bit, right? Well, that's when they figured out how life... It, so when they got there and, you know, how they said, you know, per hypothet... What, what her name was? Hypothet whatever. Uh, Phoebe. Mm-hmm. Phoebe. Uh, we'll just say Phoebe. When Phoebe was there and she was like, you know, your brain just goes to mush because over eternity, you're doing the same shit that you've always wanted to do. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So he said... The one thing that is crazy about being a human is that you always have to deal with that finality, Mm -hmm. right? That you know that you can live each day to the fullest because you know at one point it's just going to be, it's going to be done, right? Yeah. Um, And so when they, when they made that place, well, so then they made the good place better to get into or easier to get into or however. More favorable, I guess. Yeah. More, Exactly. Then they said, look, there is a part. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do forever, long you want to do it. But to understand that you have a point where your brain can just say, you know what? I'm done. I've done everything. I've hit every mark I want to hit. Let's go through the door and be done. And I felt as though, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's you know, that's that's why they were able to to be okay with you know the passing of time and the eternity and all of that stuff because yeah. of finality that they knew they could do so they would just become a part of everything that would just go back to being stardust yeah i think the walking through the door i mean i think they they made it kind of both explicit and it's a you know we'll see kind of a thing like either it blinks them out of existence or it allows them to be reborn in some kind of way give them you know maybe give them another challenge or another life or something but i think yeah i think that aspect of it is probably i mean it's similar to what they dealt with in the matrix right it's they first made a world perfect for the humans that were in the vats and we kept rejecting it because we needed and we needed a, a level of uh bad to right. feel comfortable in our existence or whatever i think that's you know same kind of premise that they're that they were trying to say here is that you know we realistically we have to we have to have an end or we are probably prone to like overdoing it and in overdoing it become dumb or or you know whatever um i i do like what they what they did with it given what the last season was like but i i will say that the show started to dip for me after the last the second to last season um like it it just kind of wasn't um well, okay, so I live in this all the time. I'm, I was going to say, I'm married yeah. to a philosopher. This shit happens all the time. He he's asking questions and trying to answer questions that 
predominantly I don't give a fuck about. Like, I'm not a person who needs to know about why we exist or anything like that. Like, I'm just happy to be here kind of a thing. I don't have that, like, finality, that fear of finality type of thing. It's not like I want to die, but I don't, I'm not bothered by death. And since I'm an atheist, I'm not even bothered by there's nothing after this. Like, I'm totally cool with it being done when I'm done, you know, like, right, right. But that's something that he struggles with a little bit. And, you know, mm-hmm. our, our social circles have been other philosophers. And this is the kind of shit that they talk about at fucking parties. So, like, wow. my existence is around people who think this way and talk about this kind of stuff all the time. And to put it in the show in the kind of a comical context, it was a lot easier to absorb some of these, you know, heavy scenarios through comedy than it is to... <laughs> with a bunch of philosophers sitting around just trying to tackle it, you know, like, um, so in that respect, like I found it enjoyable, but when it flipped to, when it got through, okay, now they, now they know and they keep getting rebooted and, and now they're, uh, that was still kind of fun and things like that. And they're going on their adventure to try to figure out how to fix the point system and stuff like that. That's supposed to feel fun. But when they had to create their own, world it it didn't hit for me as as much uh, as as funny as the first two seasons and so um this ending feels like it really fits this season like the last season Mm -hmm. so given what they did in the last season i think this this ending is great you know like it did what it's supposed to do um i'm also japanese as fuck when it comes to ending you could have ended it in the worst possible, most tragic way, and I would have been a hundred percent satisfied. Like I, mm. I grew up on Japanese melodrama, like the good guy loses, but only after he watches his entire family slaughtered and his woman beaten, raped, and he's still trying to be a hero, but there's no reason. You know, that's me all day. I'm into that kind of shit. So if they had just like gotten to the to the end of their experiment, it was like, sorry, you fucked up. Blip. Or if they had done that scenario where, like, the world, they were going to reboot, reboot humanity, that should have me cracking up a little bit. I was like, that's, that's like, it, it seemed kind of like poor writing and hilarious at the same time to me. Like, it would have mm. been. But, again, I do like the way they chose to end it because I think there is something to that. I think for people who need an afterlife or for people who need to feel like they have a legacy having a place that you can be forever awesome great perfect for you but for people maybe like me that is just like one day i'm gonna get tired i'm gonna get real tired and i'm gonna want to blip giving me that option works for me knowing that the option knowing that this is going to end one day is actually comforting to me whereas in my own relationship my partner is not comfort comforted by it being over and I think that that's what that that whole thing is, is that at some point he may become OK with that. Right. And he'll get there on his own. And that what that's why I think, like, given what they did, I think they ended it yeah. well. Um, mm-hmm. I the only thing I'm really sad about is like I actually really even given the feelings that I have about to dance and the kind of complicated feelings with him. I really love Kristen Bell and Ted Danson together. Like right. they're they have such good chemistry. I love so, them. So good, right? And mm-hmm. like I want to just be like, well, what's the next thing that that Kristen Bell and Ted Danson are going to do together? Because sign me up for that. You know, like mm-hmm. um, that's the only reason why I'm kind of sad that it's ending already. But at the same time, like given the way the show was going, it ran it. It's definitely ran its course, and it was only destined to get worse if they kept it going. Beyond yeah. This- yeah, because I mean, I I think there was on, there's a finite amount of things they could have done with that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they they quite the, all the questions. I mean, you know, you get there, it's the fake place. Then, you know, then it's not the fake place, and then they go to the bad. You know what I mean? It, it was sort of prolonging the reboots, and just like every season was a new reboot. That. Uh-huh. And then we just get tired of it. Like right. mm-hmm. that that's the only way to I think to have stretched that show out longer than it was. 
But I, what I like about it is that through comedy, they tackled some real strong philosophical principles. And in a lot of cases, because again, philosopher in the house, there's a lot of times when he's like, yeah, they dealt with that well. They explained it to a regular audience in a way that I think they'll understand, like the way they dealt with the trolley problem. Um, right. And uh, in other cases, he'd be like, mm, not quite. But like they had real philosophers and they had real minds consult on this to try to get things correct. Uh, I think they also had like various people from like Eastern and Western religions and stuff like that consulting so that they could hit all the points. Cause what it did seem like was like a conglomeration of a whole, like it wasn't Jesus. It wasn't mm-hmm. Muhammad, you know, like it was all kinds of shit. It was Buddha be nice to everybody and give back to the world. And it was, you know, some of Jesus's stuff and some of, um, you know, Islamic principles and Judas. Like, I think all that kind of stuff was in there. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they didn't necessarily highlight one religion over another i mean especially me as an atheist being able to sit through a show that deals with a lot of ethics in terms of how people view of ethics in a religious fashion i think they did a really good job i mean i think it's okay to call it the good place and the bad place versus heaven and hell because heaven and hell evoke certain religion you know there right right Um, because i think almost every religion has some aspect of a paradise and a bad place, you know, a good place and a bad place to a degree, but it's kind of different depending on the religion. So, like, I think they handle a lot of that kind of stuff really thoughtfully. So, anytime you can make something teachable through comedy, I think helps get it in people's brains a little bit. And so maybe there's people thinking about shit that they probably weren't going to think about ever if they learned it in a book or if, or you know, it's college or whatever. So, like that, I really loved that. But also, just like they got a really, they had a really good cast. Like um, mm-hmm. the actress that plays Janet, her timing is so, it like when she had to be not a girl, you know, like when she right. she had to be dealing with like girl emotions while also not being a girl. That watching that battle in her face and stuff was funny. Like you know, she was really good. Uh, I think everybody did something that was great. When Jason would go from the stoic monk to goofy ass Jason in the same scene. Those moments were great because you got to flip your mind around and it's like little acrobatics for an actor to pull off and stuff like that. Like he's pretty talented. Like he's so goofy that I think you don't realize how talented he is. You know, that takes Um, talent because I, you know, like I was trying to talk like him and I was just like that dude, that takes talent to be like, (laughs) you know, but you know you want to go and get some chicken wings. And you're like, dude, how does he do that? Yeah, he's pretty funny, dude. Oh, goodness, I, yeah. I think they did a good job. And I really like, I like thoughtful comedy. Like, I, I like right. when it's really thought out like that. And I, I think they did a good job. I'll miss it. I'll mostly miss, you know, the chemistry of that group. And, right. you know, obviously they're not going to have anything like that again. Um, all of them or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. But and like Maya, oh Maya, I right. Oh my God, she was Maya, wonderful in everything. Maya's I was so thing with Chidi. Oh. So funny because again, you're always you're always thinking that these are internal eternal beings who don't necessarily have a gender or a sexuality or you know whatever. Like they're mm-hmm. not outwardly sexual creatures, and yet here she is, just like me and Chidi alone. All right. You are done, sir. Like, she was so... Oh, gosh, she is so... But the, and the things that she chose to just do, like, what are you doing? You know, yeah. like, she would just do weird shit, and it's just like, I fucking love that. She just does it. When she goes to Earth, and she pops back up, like, two seconds later, and she's like, I was there for, like, 30 years or whatever, and she's like, apparently I'm black down there, and they don't <laughs> like black women. You know, like, <laughs> just kind of... In a joke, subtly throw in some shit that really happens in the world that you guys need to be paying attention to and to throw in there so that you can just get like it it gets in there. And that's you're going to think about that one later. You know, like she did that. So, uh, oh, gosh, she's my favorite. Yeah, Like how how would it be for a woman who looks black? That is an all not you know all knowing being. She has to go there and be like, wait, what the fuck? These people suck. Like. (laughs) <laughs> this is how the earth is, you know. What I mean, yeah. So it was, it was awesome it was, that way. It was great, but I, yeah. I mean, uh, even though these two things didn't have much to do with each other, they were both things that kind of like we liked at the same time. And I, I'm just glad that we had Stephanie here to talk to us about it. Yeah, yeah. What are some of your favorite moments though from um, 
from Good Place. From Good Place? I think one of my favorite moments was the twist of it actually being the bad place in the first fucking season. I was like, well, goddamn. Right. right. That literally, I absolutely love that. I also liked watching the organic way that Eleanor and Chidi fell in love because I wasn't thinking that's where they were going to go. Right. So I wasn't. I was like, huh, I don't know. I, I and and of course, adding in Maya. Like, I like that in the multiple reboots, sometimes they were just friends and sometimes they yeah. were in love. Like, I kind of like that because that seems like a very natural right. thing. I, they did good. Like, like, it felt as though they were different. They were yeah. different. They were people from different universes. You know how they always say, like, there's the same person in different universes doing different mm-hmm. things. Yeah. I felt it was like they would just get another person from a different universe and oh, put them man. in that same spot, you know? Cheaty when he didn't give a fuck anymore was probably <laughs> my favorite. Yeah. I don't know if it was my favorite, but it was really funny where he's just like, yep, I know everything. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. well, I, the, the, my, like some of my favorites were, you know, just how Michael went from like, be, you know, this was for, because just his learning, you know what I mean? His overall, he wasn't supposed to, you know, get better like how Janet did. He yeah. wasn't supposed to get that, you know what I mean? So the way that they were able to change him through that process, um, you know, it, and, and, and he becomes just a, a, a better person. The other thing is the, the allegory of fucking when they had to get the four people that so that they would change over time and how bad the white dude was and how that's really just regular ass white people (laughs) at some point. You know what I mean? Like just the shit that he would say is like, well, I'm going to go to the better place. So, you know, or, you know, like that's, you know, just the way he did that and the way that they, uh, what's her name from Australia? The, the, the black professor, the way she dealt with him. On my list. <laughs> she, the way that she dealt with him, which he said something. No, 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 no. I know I'm not gonna <laughs> like. It was just amazing how they did that and how they you they pinpointed exactly one of the worst people, and that's what the shit that we deal with. You know yeah. what I mean? And so. the, and that like blindness of not even knowing that he's not a good person. Exactly. Like, that just like stubborn. The person has told that. Yeah. So it has to be. Um, yeah, but let's go back to the appreciation of I am real upset that I don't know her name, but god damn. <laughs> I am a hundred percent in love with that woman. Her arms, everything, she's hilarious. She's also on drunk history sometimes. She's real funny. I um, knew her from okay. But her yeah. whole her whole face and everything, she is gorgeous. She is a hundred percent on my list. She's She's definitely on the top of my list. She's beautiful. Yeah. Um, do I got anything else to say? No, I just I'm gonna miss it. So yeah, there it is. I watched the whole I think we did this in like three weeks. We watched it with Oh, the, you watched all of it recently? Right, right. Oh, and we damn. watched it with the girls. Um from like episode four, we watched with the girls. Oh, okay. Uh, and kind of just just to kind of under like have them understand like different things and ethics and um you know, and have them, you know, ask questions about certain things. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I wish I recorded, but uh, Beans was like, I was like, so what do you think is going to happen on the on the finale? And she was like, well, I think that uh, Eleanor is going to have, uh, you know, like a million margaritas. Like, she just was going, like, she's going to have all her <laughs> margaritas. And Jason's probably going to be like, uh, since I can do anything, I'm gonna go through this door, and then it's gonna be the wrong door, and he's gonna die. <laughs> so it she's was like, smart. <laughs> she was like thinking of this stuff, and I was like, damn, I should have recorded that shit. And then we ended up watching it, and so, yeah. But yeah, That's it's fun. it was something that was cool that we would, and it was like, not it was good jokes. We, I mean, some of the jokes we had to explain a little bit, but it was good jokes. But it was also something that I could watch with the with the fam, you know. Yeah. What about you, Stephanie? Huh. any last thoughts or favorite moments (laughs) um (laughs) i really just want to hang out with um manny who plays jason i would love to hang out with him in real life just i just mm. i'm sorry did you guys watch the extra show that they had at the end no, I couldn't. I was like, let me, and it's in my DVR to watch. I was because right. I looked, I was like, 
why does it say is it like why is the show still on so when it recorded the show for me it recorded that too and i was like wait what the heck is this yeah that's what and we were like wait oh okay there's a there's something at the end too okay oh, i didn't realize I, i'll have to go back and check it then yeah because then you get to see like jason being a regular dude you know what i'm saying like he was talking to and and they went over a lot of the feelings and stuff like that so it was it was cool oh, okay yeah i'll check that out i, I didn't um all right. Well, I think I'm gonna split this one in two because it's so long. Uh, so we'll be good for our next two weeks, if, if you don't mind. Um, Stephanie, why don't you tell everybody how they can follow? Huh? And the good place. There we go. Yeah. Um, below the fold, above the fold, legit snack. <laughs> we all want Barry. below the fold. If you if you not if you above the fold, keep it keep. in your pants. <laughs> you must be a grower, and we want showers below the fold. <laughs> Man. Those are the rules. Oh, I, I didn't make Stephanie. the rules. I didn't make the rules. I'm just letting y'all just know. Saying. I love Stephanie. All right. Tell everybody how to find your show. Yeah, I was scared <laughs> to tell them. I was like, oh shit, y'all gonna be looking at my stuff. Anyway, <laughs> um, you can follow the show, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Mocha Minutes. You can follow me personally. Uh, my DM for are open for those who are below the fold at Sunny. <laughs> yes! Please be below the fold. Don't don't follow me and don't get sliding my DMs if you above the fold. It's like, okay, so what are we doing? I, I just girl now sis. Now sis. Don't make me pull out that gift with Prince wibbling around like now sis. <laughs> But anyway, my personal Twitter is Sunny Twote That. That's S U N N Y T W O T E T H A T. Thank so you, yep. Stephanie. Um, we are actually, I guess we'll go ahead and I'll, I'll put something in the beginning of the other one too, but we're actually going to go to a probably alternating schedule because. Be, for just for a little bit because between the sports and my laptop situation and also the fact that I have 14 jobs um, we're going to go every other week but this is going to go back to back and then after that we'll go we'll start our every other week schedule just for a little while until things chill out and then we'll go back to our regular program situation yeah. oh wait it is February though so if you are going to be in the San Diego area February 29th Blur Comics will be at the Black Nerd Expo at Miracosta College. And uh, we're going to have a booth there. We're going to be doing some podcasting with folks. So if you're a designer, an artist, a comic book creator, something like that, come and talk to us. And we'll get you on your show. Um, all right. Any last words? Um, always show us below the fold. <laughs> below the fold. There it is. Below the fold. Mommy made me mash my M&M. Mm -hmm. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Mommy made me mash my M&M. Blurred Comics is a main Hustle Media podcast, co-hosted by Mixed Girl Maine and Blurred Vision, produced and edited by Charmaine Johnson. If you like our show, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Main Hustle Media. Turn your side hustle into your main hustle.